519 minutes after 5, 519 in our 5 o'clock hour as you make your way home is brought to you by VersaLift. VersaLift, a time manufacturing company, is currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. Bryce, good afternoon. It's been a busy day. What's going on? <laughs> it certainly has been a busy day. Uh, big Baylor news today, and obviously... You know, we're we're still gearing up for for other things like you know high school football and and everything else Baylor football, but but certainly a a day of uh, you know that's been hanging out there for a long long time in terms of Baylor and um, uh, you know I don't know why it took five years, but here we are. What was what what was your takeaway? You just your your after kind of digesting it and having a chance to think about it today. What is what is your takeaway on this? So I always try to take a little bit of a step back and, and sort of read things and process things and, you know, formulate an opinion before, you know, uh, I know a lot, I know a lot of people in today's culture immediately go to Twitter and start react, react, react. And, and, uh, I don't like to do that. I mean, I like to, uh, I like to read and think and, and, but, uh, I am, I do have a column running tomorrow. And so, yes, I will be sharing my opinion and I'll give you a little preview of that, which is basically one, nobody does gridlock like the NCAA does. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I say in my column, Congress is more efficient than, than the NCAA. <laughs> I mean, you know, why did this take five years? To, to get to this point uh, of basically uh, a slap on the wrist for Baylor. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, those aren't small violations, but at the same time, uh, it wasn't what a lot of people were were throwing out there that should happen to Baylor. And, and I, will, I also say this, you know, if, if you have that much righteous indignation, uh, maybe cool your jets. I mean, you know, I don't know what good it would have done to to lay the hammer down on Baylor with with bowl bans and scholarship reductions and uh, you know the, the so called death penalty. They're never going to do the death penalty again, incidentally. But uh, it, what good does it do to punish student athletes who who weren't around? you know, who were basically in junior high school when all of this was happening and and administrators and coaches who were at different places, you know, when all of this happened. Uh, and give them credit, by the way, much like Jim Grobe did in that year after all of the fallout. I always say they, they should make a dadgum statue of Jim Grobe at Baylor because he stood up there and faced the fire when that entire assistant coaching staff that year worked in the shadows and didn't say anything to anybody. And now you've got, uh, you know, Baylor president, Linda Livingstone and Mac Rhodes, the athletic director offering, you know, their conciliatory, you know, uh, just they're saying they're sorry, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and they don't have to because they weren't around. But meanwhile, you know, you've got Art Bryles' attorney sending, uh, you know, some of the press. I got that statement uh, saying, you know, I'm completely exonerated. Well, he's reading a different report than I am because uh, that report said that, uh, that the head coach 
failed to to meet the standards that even a basic person would have you know would have followed um <laughs> so uh you know and so don't give me that art browse is, is not exonerated at all with that being said do you feel like yourself that art browse will ever coach again i mean i'll never say never i i you know it almost happened before uh so i mean and obviously you know he's coached high school football will he coach college i mean given his age and and the fact that um you know he's sitting on a nice sum of money he can sit out there and play golf and, and fish and do his thing you know i mean i i you know i don't know why he would want to go through that but i will say if any college does offer him a job and and he takes it i mean they need to be prepared for the you know warranted backlash that would follow i mean uh because again you know okay you can't completely control every player in your football program we all understand that but when problems arise how do you handle them and i think the the pervading um story here is that in the in the browse regime problems kind of got swept under the rug or they weren't handled properly and they didn't get reported through the right channels and okay again you know you didn't have all the title nine infrastructure in place some of it's freaking common sense you know i mean (laughs) so uh, again i i i have no um uh i don't know I'm not saying I don't have any forgiveness, but, but you know, you you guys can't sit there and keep ringing this bell, meeting Art Browse and Ian McCaw and these former Baylor administrators and keep saying, not me, not me, it wasn't me, it was a, it was a university-wide thing. Well, it was, but guess what? You were part of the university. Talking with, with uh, Bryce Cherry. And Bryce, I'm going to take you back to, to the, the, press conference or the the media zoom today with uh, dr livingstone and and mac rhodes and what i was telling you know talking about on the air just a, a few minutes ago is just what you were talking about is it, it, they didn't have to and he didn't have to but my goodness uh they they faced it head on they owned it and they accepted uh they accepted you know the findings and in in mac talked about that and in and I was, I was, I was kind of taken aback. But you know, they didn't hide from anything. I mean, they they met it head on. Yeah, and I think that that's smart. And I think that they struck the right tone in that. Um, they owned uh, Baylor's past mistakes. They they are part of Baylor now. Uh, they weren't here when all of this went down, but they they're they're part of Baylor now. So own own your mistakes. Uh, they talked about how the university has moved forward in terms of um, the way it has educated the faculty, the student body about sexual assault and how everyone is a required reporter now. Some of that is, is legal. You have to in, in the state of Texas. Uh, that was what Pre- President Livingstone said. But that they've gone even above and beyond the, the you know, the standard of, of education that they, that they had to. They, they do sort of an extra layer within the student-athlete uh, population. So, you know, I think, like you said, I think, do they have to say they're sorry? No. But they struck the right tone by doing it. Um, and, I mean, that's, that's 
that's the way they're going to move forward. Are there going to be people still out there that'll never forgive them? Of course, you know, and, and a lot of them are associated with other universities and, and probably wouldn't be happy until Baylor completely shutters its doors, you know. But, again, to me, that says as much about those people as it does about Baylor. Yeah, and I, I thought it was very genuine uh, the way it came across today. Uh, as far as the the sanctions themselves, how does that affect Dave Aranda in his football team moving forward? I think somewhat little. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you have a reduction of, of recruiting visits. That's going to affect you some. But they've already shown that they can recruit in some some weird circumstances. Let's put it like that. Uh, they didn't have in-person recruiting visits for a while last year with COVID. Now everybody didn't, but um, you know, there's there's other ways they can they can work around some of that, and and you'll just have to, you know, I guess maximize the visits that you do have. Um, and so much of you know what what is done today is done you know virtually and and that kind of thing. I mean, uh, you know, kids live in that world, so you can you know you can communicate in other ways. I would think, and uh, so I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to have a, a huge you know long term impact on the program in, in terms of you know wins and losses and bodies on the field and that kind of thing. I think. I think they'll be able to navigate that okay. All right, talking with Bryce Cherry, the Waco trip. Now let's let, let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about games and upcoming games, upcoming seasons. Uh, you had a great uh, article uh, in today's uh, paper on the, the volleyball game last night between China and Crawford. What a heck of a way to start a year. Heck yeah, man. Uh, those two programs, I mean, when I saw that they were playing each other, I knew that was where I was heading. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a great matchup. I mean, Crawford, uh, you know, a, a perennial state tournament team. They were there last year, lost in the a state final to Iola. Um, I think they've got a, another team that could get right back there and win it again for Jeff Coker and, and the Lady Pirates. Uh, you know, they've got several good seniors. Uh, Lexi Moody was our Super Syntex player of the year last year. She's their setter. But they've got, you know, several other players uh, they are dealing with, you know, a little bit of injuries. When when you're at a smaller school, that's tough. But they hung right there with China Spring. I mean, uh, took the first set from them. And then uh, China, you know, I think China's depth had a lot to do with it, but also their blocking really stepped up in that game. And that, that you know, kind of paved the way for China Spring. They are going to have a, a great team as well. They have a lot back from a team that won – 30 straight games to win to open last season um so that's a pretty good you know a pretty good start to the year to go 30 and 0 before you ever lose they lost in the regional final to belleville and so they're highly motivated uh to get back there and get to state and you know maybe uh put up a banner over at china spring but we have such an excellent uh volleyball area around here i love volleyball and uh you know, there's some other programs, Lorena, Blum, um, you know, Live Oak, others that, that do a really good job on the on the volleyball court. I'm leaving some teams out there. Robinson, Midway. I mean, uh, Midway did not make the playoffs last year, but they're very talented, um, and they're they're also highly motivated to get to get back to kind of you know their old level. On the uh, on the football side of things, our 5A and 6A programs here in the area got started, and you know we were talking about. 
Coach Lasseter at uh, at University and, and and Coach Helt over at Waco High, and just you can kind of you can just kind of tell that there's a culture change and, and, and there's a, a a new excitement and. You know, it's going to take a while. We all understand that. At least I hope we all understand that. But you could certainly feel a different vibe when it comes to, to university and Waco High football. Agreed. And, and uh, Chad Conine will have a story uh, in, in Sunday's trip just about the, the three coaches at the at the biggest schools in Waco, Midway University and Waco High, and, and just kind of that, that culture change that you're talking about. Um, and – you know, I, I agree with you. I think I feel that from uh, Coach Helt and Coach uh, Laster there in Waco ISD. And, um, you know, anytime you hit the reset button like that, you're going to get that. Uh, it, as you said, it's going to take some time, you know, and, and obviously Waco High is in, a, in an extremely tough district. University, you know, not much better. Uh, it's a tough 5A district. So they've, they've got their work cut out for them. But at the same time, uh, these guys know football. They, they are very uh, well-organized, well-spoken. They're, they're smart guys. And, you know, just give them some time and, and let's see how it goes. But, um, and I think, you know, we, a big thing for, for Waco High clearly is, you know, coming next February when uh, – when they likely will go back down to class 5A. And I think that would be huge for Waco High. They were only 6A by, by three kids. You know, uh, there's some coach. I think if Johnny Tusa had still been at Waco High, he'd have found a way to get, uh, <laughs> get those three kids off campus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Count by twos or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what a way to end it. <laughs> we'll end on that note right there. Thank you very much. Bryce, as always, yeah. it's a pleasure, buddy. Uh, what, hey, you, right. So you've got what you're working on an article for tomorrow, right? Yeah, I got a column tomorrow. John Warner's got a story. Tommy Witherspoon's got a story. So we'll we'll have all the Baylor news covered. And then, as I mentioned, I will quickly say, starting Sunday and then leading up to the kickoff of high school football, we'll have like 12 straight days of preview stories and, and schedules and all that jazz. Hey, before we let you go, is there anything I can do for you? <laughs> Thank you. Sir. I'm good. All right. We'll see you later. It's Bryce Jerry, the Waco Tribune Herald.